is not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Oh boy, hey everybody. Welcome to a special old school. It's been a long time since I did this. Not Sam Wrestling Show. This is not our usual second Not Sam Wrestling Show of the week that we do on Patreon. That's Thursday, Not Sam Thursday, because today is Wednesday. This is an emergency podcast. The audio is going out to everybody. We're live for everybody that's on Patreon.com slash Not Sam Wrestling on video. All levels. Uh, of course, we do Thursday, Not Sam Thursday every single Thursday at Patreon.com slash Not Sam Wrestling. But today, uh, today's a big deal, man. And uh, I figured we'd get on here. We've all got our different, I don't know, thoughts, opinions, and ideas on everything that's gone down. So let's talk about it. Uh, it was broken. First place I heard it, I want to say it was broken by them, but who knows? I just know that this is the first place that I heard it was from Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful this morning. But it has been confirmed uh, by uh, WWE. Buddy Murphy, Santana Garrett, Lana, Ruby Riot, Alistair Black, and Braun Strowman, all released from their WWE contracts, are all uh, uh, free agents now in the world. Well, in professional wrestling, free agents, so to speak. You know, I'm assuming that there's a 90-day non-competes. Obviously, I have no idea. I'm not. I don't know anything about uh, law. I don't know anything about their contracts. I don't know anything about business. I just watch a lot of wrestling. But those one, two, three, four, five, six superstars getting released come hot off the heels of uh, last month's NXT releases, Velveteen Dream, Jessamyn Duke, Vanessa Bourne, uh, Skylar Story, Alexander Wolf, uh, And those came right off the heels of April's releases from the main roster which shook the world. Samoa Joe, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Mickey James, Chelsea Green, Tucker Kalisto, Bo Dallas, Wesley Blake, and Mojo Rawley. And then, of course, there were a handful of releases uh, before that earlier this year. But, I mean, everybody's becoming a... a everybody went to business school today. You know, I, I, I don't think that it, it, it's... Like, if I came on here and said, you know what I think? You know what I think? As I start to add up all the facts, I'm starting to think maybe WWE is preparing themselves for a sale. Like, all of a sudden, we all know about corporate business because it's the only way. I love it. That's what I love about wrestling. And I'm not saying it's not true, by the way. I'm not saying that those uh, those those thoughts are not good thoughts. I think they're great thoughts. I think that that's actually a pretty astute uh, uh, sort of uh, analysis and uh, a smart way of looking at what's going on. I don't think that that's... There's plenty of, of of spots where you could see WWE being sold to NBC Universal. You know they're already paying two billion dollars for the network plus whatever money they're paying for the television. Uh, maybe Fox wants to buy a wrestling company. Maybe ESPN needs a wrestling company. Maybe maybe CAA, where their president Nick Khan came from. Maybe CAA wants to buy WWE outright. Maybe Tony Khan just shows up and does a simulcast or something. I don't know. There's a million things that could happen. And while that is a possibility, I think that there's a lot of people who might not know the most about uh, corporate business that are now 
experts because it's the only way they can wrap their heads around the fact that Braun Strowman and Aleister Black got released. And I get it. I get it. It doesn't make sense when you think about it. There's got to be some explanation. And look, in, in, in this broad spectrum, in the broadest possible spectrum, as you're looking, you know, I'm assuming Braun Strowman was making a ton of money. But at the same time, it's not like there wasn't a return on the investment. Braun Strowman was main eventing pay-per-views. He just main evented one. I just saw it with my own two eyes. I don't know. Maybe Aleister Black was making a whole bunch of money, but I just seen like a whole bunch of promos for Aleister Black returning. And then I watched him screw Big E. You know, I just watched Lana on Raw. Buddy Murphy is so good. He's so good. I don't know what to tell you. I don't know why these were the names selected. But yeah, I mean, you know, could it be that the the WWE is is going to at some point be sold? That could be. Could it also be that the WWE has changed their philosophy on talent rosters? You know, there was a period of time where WWE kept a large talent roster under lock and key for years at a time, and they were criticized for it. You know, let's not forget about all the superstars that you would read about on the internet that put in their notice for release and were not, the request was not granted. The release was not met. And it was like, oh, because they wanted to lock them down. For the last, about a, a year and change ago, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, last April, 2020, it seemed like philosophies were changing on that and we got a large roster cut which before the philosophy on talent was what it was, had been a not so great, not so fun tradition that after WrestleMania every year, there'd be a wave of, of cuts, which always, if you're a fan, sucks. Terrible news. I mean, even more, if you're a superstar, right? Either you're getting released or you're watching your friends get released. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see that. But it, it's not unprecedented. So maybe the WWE is just in a position where they want a roster that is slimmer. You know, maybe. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I think we are trying to figure it out, right? That's why you're seeing so many people who never went to business school saying WWE is preparing for a sale. That's why I'm sitting here going like, maybe they think their talent roster is too bloated. Because otherwise, we're just sitting there lost in a field somewhere trying to figure out why our wrestlers are going away. I'll tell you this, though. Anybody out there has a whole lot of money? If you listen to Not Say I'm Wrestling, the podcast, and you got a lot of money, give it to me because I would like to start a wrestling promotion because that's the first thing that I thought. When I look at this list and combine it with the list before and the list before that and then add those two facts with the fact that live events, not just for WWE, not just for AEW, but in general, live events are coming back and they're coming back full force. Comedy clubs are back. Concert halls are back. And shows are selling out. People want live entertainment. People want life to be back. Summer this year is going to be all about the return of normalcy and celebrating and live entertainment and all that stuff. And two years ago, I was looking at the independent scene in wrestling going, I don't know what's to be done here. You know, between WWE, AEW, and Ring of Honor, 
everybody's locked up. Every indie talent that had any sort of buzz started to get locked up under these contracts. I know because I would be like going around being like, I want to interview some independent talent. And there was none. I mean, not to say there was none, but the, 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 I, 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 literally as I was booking interviews, there were guys that I booked interviews with, with who were unsigned and then all of a sudden became signed and it became a whole different thing. Everybody was getting signed up. Then the independent scene went away for a year. You know, shows popped up here and there. But for all intents and purposes, it went away for a year because what are you going to do? Now, it's coming back. And by Labor Day, if there are 90-day non-competes on these guys and girls, by Labor Day, oh my God, by Labor Day, you've got your April, May, and I guess today's June 2nd, so this would be June. You've got all three waves of releases free by, uh, by, by Labor Day. You know what you could be looking at coming into the fall? of 2021 into the winter going into 2022, this could be an extremely healthy thing for the wrestling industry as a whole. As you look, especially today's list, as you look at this list, there is nobody on this list that is not going to succeed. I mean, let's go down it. Santana Garrett. Santana Garrett, there, I mean, there's no way. We didn't get to see much of her on TV. I think that that's the Santana Garrett was probably, I, I don't want to say the least head scratcher because, you know, she's still a talented person. But just in terms of not being on television in the WWE, right? But, but all that said, I have no doubt that Santana Garrett as a, talented, experienced, female, sports, entertainment wrestler, yeah, she's not going to have any trouble finding work outside of WWE. Before she was in WWE, she was on the indies. She was in TNA. She was in Shine. She was in uh, uh, Stardom, Women of Wrestling, all over the place. She's got 10 years of experience, plus WWE experience now. So it's like, She's got nothing to worry about, especially because she had, you know, she signed with NXT in 2019, but she had start, started wrestling 10 years before that. So she knows how the industry works outside of WWE, which is a huge tool to have at your disposal. Buddy Murphy, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Do you know how fast Buddy Murphy could be the Ring of Honor world champion. Do you know how fast Buddy Murphy could be the MLW world champion? Do you know how fast Buddy Murphy can go to Japan? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked to see Buddy Murphy become the next big talent across the independence. Because what did we see from Buddy Murphy in WWE? We saw him wrestling at multiple levels. We saw him in NXT. We saw him 205 Live. We saw him on the main roster in a main event space when he was with Seth Rollins. We saw him as a babyface. We saw him as a heel. This guy is a, a total asset. He's in incredible shape. He can do amazing things in the ring. And there's something just likable about Buddy Murphy. People like Buddy Murphy. And they like watching Buddy Murphy, which is the most important thing of all. 
Buddy Murphy is going to be able to go main event independent shows everywhere if he wants to. And that's what I would I would recommend for a, a lot of these people is to not necessarily be quick. I know guaranteed money is awesome. It's the best. But if, there, if you can put some in the bank, maybe see if you can go without signing an exclusive contract right away. Maybe, you know, you can go out, especially for a Buddy Murphy. Because if Buddy Murphy signs an exclusive contract now, unless it were with, like, if he signed an exclusive contract with Ring of Honor or MLW, I think then he could be in a main event position. But other than that, like, he's not going to the main event of AEW if he signs with AEW. He's going to be in a similar kind of card position to where he was in WWE. I, I, I don't think it would be the worst idea in the world for Buddy Murphy to go and travel for a while and run the Indy and just build up a reputation to the point where people are hungering to see him wrestling on television again for a, for a, for a national or international wrestling promotion. Lana is a surprise. Lana is a surprise because Lana has been kind of a WWE mainstay for a long time. You know, Lana coming in with Rusev was such an essential part to the original run of Rusev, which the original run of Rusev was incredible. It was incredible. It ended with Rusev driving a tank into WrestleMania to fight John Cena. How did you get more successful than that? And Lana was a huge part of that. You know, uh, if you go through Lana's career, she was part of some great stuff. She was part of some absolutely terrible stuff. But she kept it moving, you know? She kept it going. I think uh, I think that Lana, I, I would assume that she'll go over to AEW and 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 hook up with Miro there, you know. And I think that, that would be good for him, you know. I, I think the idea of, of Rusev over in AEW just being an ass-kicking murderer and having uh, a lady by his side, it never hurts. Never hurts. And Lana's a star, man. Like, Lana is one of those people who, while you'll criticize her for wrestling ability and everything, and that's fine, do whatever you want to do. Lana's a big star. When Lana walks down the street, people know who she is. She's she's a famous superstar from WWE. And from Hollywood, of course, too. But really, she became very famous in WWE. Her social media following, everything. She's a very famous person. So I think she'll she'll be an asset, but I would imagine that's exactly where she goes. Man, Ruby Riot is that's a, that one's nuts. That one's crazy. Ruby Riot before coming to WWE, um, Heidi Loveless, uh, all over the independents. And again, I mean, I feel like Ruby is going to be able to go out and she never quite ascended to, I believe, where she could have in WWE. I also don't think that she was underutilized necessarily. You know, I think she was usually in pretty good positions. Even when she, the Riot Squad, she was kind of the the leader of that group. And I, I thought generally she looked really great on WWE TV. But I, I do think that she's now going to have the opportunity to go out there and kind of show the world that a mistake was made when she was released. And that's that's the best thing that you can do. Um... 
We get to the big two. Alistair Black is, is, I mean, it's just a mystery to me. Obviously, there are things that we don't know about that go on. Obviously, there are things that, that, that go into these making these decisions that we are just unaware of, and that's the way it is. That's the way it should be. It's not our company. But Alistair Black feels like somebody that you could just make money with. I've loved Alistair Black in the ring. I've loved his character. He's one of my favorite. I mean, his action figures fly off the shelves. People buy his T-shirts. People buy his non-WWE T-shirts. I saw he did a collaboration with Justin Wang from YouTube, and they're selling out. I've seen it on Instagram. But his promos were cool. People were excited. They were genuinely excited. When he showed up on SmackDown, interrupted Big E's match, and it was like, ooh, where are we going with this? I don't mind what we're looking at here. And it looked like we were starting a rivalry between Aleister Black and Big E. Obviously not now. They work in different places now. As of today. But it was a, it was a huge shock, and I, I don't know. I don't know why it just never quite... It seemed for a minute like it was going to click it obviously clicked like a million bucks in NXT he won the championship of the world but on the main roster it didn't happen I mean obviously he didn't win the championship but he just did not take off on the main roster I don't know if it was because they added creaking sounds to his music I don't know what happened I couldn't tell you I could not tell you but I will tell you that he's not like Buddy Murphy, I think, is going to build to a point where he's a buzzed-about main event guy. Alistair Black right now is that guy. Alistair Black right now is a plug-and-play main event champion. Alistair Black is just... He's got such a unique look. He's got such a unique style in the ring. He's got a believability with the way that he fights in the sense that he actually looks feels, seems like he knows various degrees of different martial arts that he's adding in to his repertoire. And it makes you go like, oh, this is like a new generation of professional wrestling. This is something different. This is something else. He does the thing where he flips and he lands sitting cross-legged on a floor. It's amazing. It's amazing. I mean... When I get that money from whichever one of you is rich and wants to fund Not Sam Wrestling, Backyard Wrestling, my own wrestling promotion, Alistair Black's my guy. Alistair Black's my guy, but at the same time, I mean, talk about a guy with a unique look. I talk about a guy who, like, you know, it's interesting. In, like, uh, I think it was the Ultimate Warrior A&E documentary. It's come up a few times. There's been so many wrestling documentaries on in the last... Uh, six weeks or so that I never know which one it's from, but I feel like it's come up multiple times that there's this desire that the WWE Vince McMahon, they want to find somebody who even the most casual of wrestling fans will see in an airport and stop and go, Oh my God, there he is. And I think that that was in the warrior documentary. Cause I feel like that's who it's attributed to. But if that ain't Braun Strowman, I don't know who it is. And look, not everything with Braun Strowman worked. Some of it 
worked despite the fact that it never should have. The fact that the WrestleMania match with Shane McMahon was actually pretty good and fans were into it when the entire storyline leading up to it was, you're stupid, no, I'm not, is crazy. You know, I thought that his universal title reign was not what it could have been. Um, I thought, uh, you know, there was a moment there, and we talked about it on the podcast years ago. It was right around when Braun won, like, the greatest Royal Rumble or the biggest battle, whatever he won, you know, with the green title. I think it was the greatest Royal Rumble, I think. Um, and it was like, yo, I think Braun Strowman is the guy. I think, and it, it was when people were booing Roman Reigns and it felt like the Roman Reigns experiment wasn't working. And it was like, maybe Braun Strowman is actually the guy. And it didn't pan out. And clearly Roman Reigns was the guy, right? Clearly he is the guy. He was the guy. It's Roman Reigns show. But that's not to say there's not a place for Braun Strowman. You know, I mean, I, 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 would love to see a Braun Strowman, Bobby, uh, a couple of Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley pay-per-view main events. And then after that, like, just because he's not going to be champion doesn't mean he's not one of your main attractions. I feel like as live events are returning, having Braun Strowman on a show is an attraction. I feel like Braun Strowman is one of those guys that people want to see in person. I interviewed him, I guess... Uh, it will be two years ago this August. It was before that SummerSlam. It wouldn't have been last SummerSlam because last SummerSlam was in the Thunderdome. There were no press events. But it would be, yeah, I, I interviewed him before two SummerSlams ago. And his story was just fascinating. Like, the degree to which, you could say what you want about Braun and his abilities, but the degree to which his abilities have improved is astronomical. He had never had a real pro wrestling match, I don't think. If he had, he had had one or two when he debuted on Monday Night Raw. Never happened. And through his time with the Wyatt family, and I believe through his house show matches with Roman Reigns, I think that nothing improved him like those series of house show matches with Roman Reigns improved him. Um... He became something else. He became a different beast. He got his body together. I mean, it was amazing. And again, this is one of those things, the same with Aleister Black. Maybe there's something we don't know about Braun Strowman. Maybe there's something else. Maybe there's another element that we as fans aren't aware of. What we as fans get to see is what's in that beautiful, magical rectangle that we have flat on our walls every week. We see what's on TV. There's a lot more to it than that. There's a business side of it. There's a personal side of it. There's a lot of sides of it. And so who knows what goes into making these decisions. We can speculate all day, and we are here speculating. But I'm sitting here right now knowing full well that if I could have Aleister Black, Braun Strowman, the Iconics, I'm right there. If I could do a show with Aleister Black, Braun Strowman, the Iconics, uh, like, what else do you need? Imagine doing a show where the Iconics come out and they're the hosts, they're the GMs, they're whatever. The main event, it's an independent show. The main event 
is Aleister Black versus Braun Strowman. Aleister Black wins, and then Samoa Joe comes out at the end to be like, oh, shit, Samoa Joe's going to be here next week or next month or whenever the next show is. It'd be amazing. Look, it'd be incredibly expensive. It'd be insanely expensive to get it all done. These guys ain't going to work cheap, nor should they. But this is a lot of fun to be had. I think overall, yeah, for all one, two, three, four, five, six of these superstars, these superstars specifically, there is not one person on this list that I look at and go like, I guess it's over for them. Probably won't be seeing that name again. Not one. I don't think there's one name on this list that can't turn this thing into a positive. You know? Of course, AEW and Tony Khan's name comes out. Tony Khan's name is trending because, you know, people think that AEW is just going to sign everybody. AEW signing a lot of people, bro. AEW signing a lot of people. Their roster is already over the top bloated. Um, I think star power is important, but developing your own stars is important too. You got to find that comfortable balance. If I'm AEW, I'm picking up Lana. And I'm picking up Strowman. That's who I'm getting. If I'm AEW, I'm picking up Lana and I'm picking up Strowman. And I'll tell you why. Lana, obviously her husband is already there. And I think she would complement that act very, very well. It would obviously be uh, uh, similar to Lana and Rusev. But I think there are ways that you could do it differently. I think Miro and CJ as almost like a reality show couple. But Miro kills people. I, you know, I, th I think that there's a lot there. So I think you bring Lana in and Braun Strowman, because you're probably sitting there going like, well, why not Aleister Black? And Aleister Black, maybe sometime. But there's a lot that Aleister Black can do. And I think Braun Strowman, not that there's not a lot that Braun Strowman can do, can't do, but, but I think Braun Strowman would add a level of star power to AEW. Braun Strowman would make it be like, oh... Like what? Like what? Mark when Mark Henry showed up, it was like, oh, that's a big name. This is a big deal. People really reacted to that. You know, I think if Braun Strowman showed up now to the casual wrestling fan, you get that Ultimate Warrior experience, but for a different company, right? The superstar has arrived, and while I don't think that AEW can become a carbon copy and just have superstars, I think having you know, great wrestlers, buzzed about talent, and superstars, which are all different, can really kind of flesh out that promotion. I think it could be really good. I think that's probably where I would go with it. Um, like I said, we usually do these on uh, Patreon. Every Thursday, we do a bonus Patreon show. Um, and as part of the Patreon, I see Braun Strowman now... Um, has tweeted out, um, what a chapter in life. Thank you. I would give you a couple chapters, Braun. I think I think it's more than one chapter there. Um, Blue Meanie thinks WWE is getting ready to sell. Maybe, Meanie, maybe. Adam Pierce is heartbroken. I'm just going through these tweets. Um, Miro says, if you can't soar with the Eagles, you can't soar with the, okay, you can't soar with the Eagles if you're hanging with turkeys. That feels unnecessary. Oh, Queen of the Ring says Alistair is live on Twitch right now with uh, 
his wife, Thea. Um, oh, here's Alistair, who's already changed his name to Tommy N, but the username is still WWE Alistair because, you know, got to keep that check ski. I'm gathering my thoughts as this was a complete left field for me, as obviously we just started the Dark Father character, but this was it. Thank you. Uh, but this was it. Thank you so much, WWE Universe, for allowing me to create and give you small bits of myself. Yeah, yeah. Ah, Mustafa Ali tweeting out a photo of himself, Alistair, and Ricochet cross-legged in the ring. Uh, let's see if there's any other uh, tweets that we should talk about. Ah, Mustafa Ali uh, sharing a photo of him and Ruby. That's nice. That's nice. Okay. Um, all right, I think we got it. I'll go to, uh, I'll go to the Discord chat because, uh, part of, part of our Patreon is that we have a Discord, uh, that's open. Um, so, uh, I'll take any of your questions in the Discord room, uh, as we're taping this live ski. Um, let's see, I'm just waiting for it to update. I know I've been feeling my pocket vibrate. So I know that a lot of you have questions and comments. I don't know if you want me to address them on the air real quick. There we go. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. I see. Um, okay. See, Grim Reaper 2185 says, not same wrestling backyard wrestling roster is looking jacked. Hell yeah, it is looking jacked. Um, sorry about the phone interference sounds. Uh, Six Crow, Sam, why does every person you stand next to on pre-shows get a bump into a feature job? Where's Sammy's push? I'll tell you why. If you look at the uh, NXT pre-shows, uh, boom, Pat McAfee, SmackDown, lead color analyst next to Michael Cole, the GOAT, greatest of all time. Mansoor, boom, WWE Monday Night Raw superstar. Jimmy Smith, two shows over two nights. Kind of like one show, but two shows over two nights. Boom. Raw play-by-play. -play. I'm the star maker. I'm the hit maker. You stand next to me, and you're getting over, okay? For me, they talk about wrestlers, right? Talk about wrestlers, okay? They say the best wrestlers are the ones that can work with anyone and make everyone look like a star. That's me with a microphone. You don't even know half the stuff I'm doing. It's magic tricks that I'm pulling off. But I get up there, whoever you put next to me, you wait till takeover in your house. You wait till takeover in your house. Whoever is standing next to me, taking Corey Graves' job. That's my prediction. <laughs> whoever is standing next to me is the next Corey Graves. That's what I think. Um, PD, when is Labor Day? Beginning of September, Bud's... That, for those of you uh, not in the United States, beginning of September. Uh, Michael says, Dreamer's comments on a potential sale is what got my attention. Uh, mentioned it on Busted Open. He got a feel for the business side of the industry. That's true. He was working in the office of WWE for a while. Again, I'm not saying it's a crazy thing. I just, you know, I kind of like uh, that everybody's going uh, to business school today. Shayna Baszler just tweeted out the word loveless and then uh, a meme that says, we got it, hooligans. Yeah, I love that. Um, Socket, while I'm not sure it's the reason, it may also need to be mentioned that after 15 months of not touring, some people may not want to tour. Come on, Socket. 
Some people may not want to tour again. If I were as big as Braun, they're wrestlers. What else? They, like, this is the job. Nobody on this list is on this list because they didn't want to tour. I don't think anyway. Um, let's see. Lots of speculation going. Michael says, it is ridiculous that many of the same people who criticize WWE for hoarding talent as if they can force wrestlers to sign contracts are the same people going nuts over cuts. I mean, it is true. That is a good point. I get it, but it is a good point. I was never a uh, anti-hoarding talent guy, quote-unquote hoarding talent. Like, if you sign a five-year deal, you sign a five-year deal. I don't know what to tell you. I signed a three-year deal last time I signed with Sirius. I haven't gotten out of the deal. Deal's up in October. Probably sign another one. <laughs> you know, I don't know if Sirius is hoarding me. Um, Stephen H. says, uh, all out is the 5th of September. Just over 90 days away. Okay, okay, okay. So we'll see. We'll see what happens, guys. But I wanted to get on here with you and uh, break some of that all down. Uh, if you want more shows like this where we're talking about topical stuff, if one podcast is not enough for you every week, patreon.com slash wrestling is the spot to be. Um, and, uh, if you haven't heard Monday's show yet, the interview with, uh, Paul Walter Hauser is, uh, great. He's a giant wrestling fan and a great actor and just an entertaining guy. So check that interview out. If you haven't yet, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast, subscribe to not Sam wrestling on YouTube and, uh, see you tomorrow on Patreon and Monday everywhere else. Uh, goodbye. Thanks for listening. Follow at NotSam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been 